Every single player who's come to Michigan State since 2007 has a ring on their finger. I'm going to be a coach here for a long time. It's not over. It's just starting. But just remember, pride comes before the fall. So you might as well just come out and say what you're, what's your feeling at some point in time, because you know I can only be diplomatic for so long. And welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. Long, uh, long gap there between the hello and the welcome back. Uh, it is Friday, October 11th, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode, a preview episode as Michigan State travels to Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Wisconsin Badgers, who I think are the number eight team in the AP. I don't know. I don't honestly, I just don't care about poll rankings because they're generally terrible. Um, yeah. If you win, you go up, you lose, you go down. There's no discerning uh, characteristics of any of the polls, except for of course the Amway coaches poll, right? I should note that every week I post the Amway Coaches Poll at SpartansWire.USAToday.com. That Amway Coaches Poll is, of course, powered by USA Today. <laughs> um, certainly no conflict of interest for me on that one. Um, but yeah, the Badgers are good. That's the, the bottom line here. We don't need to worry about their, uh, their AP poll, their Coaches Poll ranking. The Badgers are good. Michigan State is going to have to play pretty well in this one if they want to stay in this game and get out of Madison with a victory. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what Wisconsin likes to do when it's going well for them. What does it look like when it's not going well for them? What does it look like? How can Michigan State get them into spots where they are having to play away from their strengths? And how in the world can Michigan State move the football on that really good Wisconsin defense? Uh, so we'll talk about this game up, down, and around. No guest today. Didn't feel like getting one. I know I told you I was going to try to get one, and then I woke up, and I was like, you know what? I got this one. I don't really want to talk to anyone this week. Just wasn't sort of feeling it. Didn't feel like interviewing anyone from the Wisconsin side. Just wanted to do my own thing today. So that's what we're going to do. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone Every single day, my voice sort of squeaked there on the to-your-phone. Uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, you can find Locked on Spartans. All right, enough time wasting. Let's talk about the Badgers. Okay, so we learned yesterday during the uh, primer portion that Wisconsin is pretty good. They are number six in SP+. Plus. They have the number four defense in SP+, plus, uh, just a notch below Ohio State's number three defense in SP+, plus. Uh, but they have the number 16 offense as well, so really good uh, on both sides of the ball. They do, however, really struggle, really struggle at special teams, just flat, terrible special teams, 123rd 
in special teams rating there. Uh, the punt game has not been great for them. Fortunately for Wisconsin, they don't punt much. <laughs> they haven't had to uh, punt too often. They're outscoring opponents like 700-6. to six. And When that happens, you don't really have to punt the ball much. And when you do have to punt, you don't really need to come up with a big one. Um, so that's something they've been able to skate on so far for the most part. Maybe something that uh, rears its ugly head in favor of Michigan State this weekend. So I, I went over some of this yesterday, but just real quickly kind of scan through it. We know Jonathan Taylor, the running back. This is a, a whatever standard, typical Wisconsin team. Bunch of big monsters up front, and they like to run, run, and run some more. Uh, let me just go through real quick Jack Cohn's game log. Um, quarterback Jack Cohn, I should mention. And when it's going well for Wisconsin, like this is kind of, <laughs> this is how they want it to go uh, for Jack Cohn in terms of passing attempts and putting things on his shoulder. So 19 of 26 against South Florida. For 199 yards, Central Michigan, 26 of 33 for three touchdowns. Two uh, two outlier-ish games there. Uh, but once you move into Big Ten play against Michigan, 13 of 16 for 128 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Northwestern, 15 of 24, 113 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. And then even against Kent State last week, which was a blowout, uh, 12 of 15, 134 yards, two touchdowns. So the uh, the formula for Wisconsin is pretty simple. They want to keep their quarterback right around 20 pass attempts, preferably under. If he's throwing the ball 15 times this weekend, that does not bode well for Michigan State. They need to get him to a point where Wisconsin's dropping him back 28 to 32 times uh, they're needing to put some weight on his shoulders because, as I just sort of read to you there, uh, Cone isn't one to make big plays, isn't one to carry a big load on that offense. It is truly all about the rushing game. Jonathan Taylor, 745 yards, 7.2 a carry, 12 rushing touchdowns, an additional 114 receiving yards with four receiving touchdowns uh, does swing out of the backfield when they get in close uh, and, and catches touch. He's got 12 catches. Four of them are touchdowns. Every third catch goes for a touchdown. And they they use him on simple stuff, but they just like to get the ball in his hands as much as they can. Uh, the team has, what, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 touchdowns that don't belong to Jonathan Taylor and 16 that belong to him. So uh, it's the Jonathan Taylor show. And that's Primarily what Michigan State should be focused on, and I, I can almost guarantee they will be focused on. And the nice thing about this matchup is um, the diversity of attack isn't there. It's like the, the simplest way to put it, I guess. Wisconsin doesn't have a running threat outside of Taylor in the backfield when he's in the game. They sometimes give it to a fullback. Nothing very creative or clever when they do that. It's, you know, short yardage, power play, get me a yard. Um, Cone will keep it once a game on his own read, maybe. And so you just got to make sure that one time he can't bust it for a big first down or, you know, he had a 25-yard rushing touchdown 
against Michigan. Um, you, you can't let that happen. He's not a terrible athlete, but it's just not what he's doing. Nowhere near the level of uh, Justin Fields, obviously. Not even anywhere in the same sphere as Michael Penix or uh, Jaden Daniels or Hunter Johnson, even from Northwestern. It's nothing like that. It is a game where you can commit to the the dive stuff. And Wisconsin's not doing a lot of zone read. They will do a little bit. They'll do a little bit of zone blocking. What they do well um, and what is interesting with them, so it's not a diverse attack in terms of multiple players coming at you in different ways, but they do really like to throw odd looks at you in the run game. Um, they're keeping it between... They really do. It's crazy. They keep it between the tackles, but they do just about everything you can imagine while keeping it in between the tackles. They will run straight dives. They'll run fullback isos. Uh, they will run power plays with guys trapping. They'll run power plays with guys um, you know, sealing off off tackle, and then the H-back comes through, kind of lead plays, if you will. They will run draws up the middle um, from under center, not on third down. They will run first and 10. Cone will be under center. He'll take the snap. He'll drop back, and the line will pass set for a second and then rush forward, and they'll just run a straight draw on first and 10. It's like <laughs> a play you never see before uh, or see these days. Not that you haven't seen it before, but you'll ne- you never see it these days, a first and 10 draw to the halfback, but they do it. And they gashed Michigan with it uh, a, a couple of times. And what that does, um, and I'll, I'll talk more about this in the next segment of how you got to play it, but what it does, that sort of idea of offense, what they're doing there combined with they love to shift, they love motion, they love, they'll do like, they'll shift and then they'll shift someone again and then they'll kick somebody in motion. Uh, sometimes the H-back goes in motion, shuffles across, and will lead to the play. Sometimes they'll counter away from it. They really throw a lot of different sort of looks while running between the tackles, <laughs> primarily running between the tackles. And what it does is it just gets your defense's eyes trained in the wrong spot, gets you moving into the wrong spot, and it gets run gaps um, in conflict with each other. It makes a linebacker fill the wrong gap. It makes a safety fill to the wrong spot. It makes a corner fill to the wrong spot and run support. It does that. It's just to try to get you out of your lane. It's almost like the principles of a kickoff or a punt. Everyone runs down the field on kickoff and your job is to stay in your lane. And if you get out of your lane, now we've got open space. That's what Wisconsin's trying to do. They're trying to get someone out of their lane and then the, the, the plays are designed with leverage to take advantage of that. They know, all right, this play is going to make this outside linebacker do this. And that's where our blocker comes in and we've got a hole. And that's what they do. And they got a really good guy to give the ball to because he gets what's blocked and more. Always more. Quick in the hole. Powerful. Really fast. Jonathan Taylor's a really good runner and he does really well in this scheme. Um and he's a it's a it's a tough tough def- or tough offense to stop. It's not hard to really game plan for, I don't think, but it's tough to stop the running game. Uh, we'll talk about what Michigan State needs to do to stop that here in just a minute. But first, vivid seats make a memory that lasts a lifetime 
with the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code KICKOFF100 at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Okay, so the Wisconsin run game is interesting. It is simple, yet diverse, and (laughs) sometimes complicated, and very straightforward. It's an enigma. Um, Yeah, they're throwing all these different looks at you, and they're primarily running the ball to very similar spots over and over and over again. And what you need to do as a defense, what Michigan State needs to do as a defense, it's, it's almost like the principles of playing option teams. Like if you play a triple option team, you'll always hear like play your role, do your job, play sound football, sound team defense. Because if you start trying to go to wrong places, do someone else's job, make a big play, uh, like, oh, I can get in there and get a tackle for a loss. If you try to do that stuff against option teams, then that's when they beat you. And the same can be said, I think, for this Wisconsin team. The Really, the simplest way to stop this Wisconsin rushing attack is you play your standard base defense. You got your four, you got your three. Safeties are ready to fill and support in the run, be almost like box safeties. And you play it straightforward. You've got your responsibilities and you just do your job. That's it. Tackles, fill holes, uh, prevent blockers from getting to the second level. Linebackers, fill the appropriate gap based on whatever reads you get. Fill it appropriately and, and make the play. That's It sounds so stupidly simple, but I'm just like, I'm going back and I'm watching Wisconsin and Michigan and every single big play that Wisconsin had against Michigan. I'm not exaggerating. Every single one, it was so easy to see what happened. You just look at the Michigan State or Michigan defense and really it happened with their secondary a ton. And you go, that guy, oop, dropped my pen there. You can look and watch the play and you go, that guy filled the wrong gap. That linebacker crashed down into the A gap when he's supposed to be more outside. That safety filled inside or that corner filled the the, fired the alley instead of setting the edge and contain like you can just see it them playing doing the wrong thing trying to make a play like there's one where Taylor was pretty much stopped for a one yard loss and Lavert Hill was playing the outside corner on that side Uh, and in that moment he crashed into this this mess this off tackle mess that was forming here after this one yard gain and Taylor just stopped, recognized that there was no one left outside, and simply went around the edge and got like a 19-yard gain out of it because Lavert Hill, the the corner, and I think it was Metellus, the safety, like both filled into the the, the run support alley there. Whereas someone's got to stay and play contain there because he can bounce it outside. Like that happened all the time. There's another one where the outside linebacker literally just ran into the middle linebacker's run gap. You had two Michigan defenders in the same run gap, and there goes the ball into the the vacated gap. It was all blown assignments in the run game, really bad filling by the, the run supporters, and that's what Wisconsin is trying to do. They're trying to get you to run to the wrong gap, make you look in the wrong direction, get your eyes looking this way with a jet motion, and then they run it to where you're supposed to be, and that's just what you can't do. And if you just play solid, fundamental team defense, do your specific job, then you can stop this defense or stop this offense. 
And the key then after that is like you have to place positionally an assignment sound and then you also got to beat them. (laughs) You got to be able to get off blocks. The defensive tackles are going to have to keep linemen off of linebackers. If they don't, Wisconsin's going to be able to churn out three, four, five yards at a time. You're going to have to get off your block. Kenny Willekes is going to have to stay off his block and set the edge and make plays. And you're just like, it's one thing to do the right thing and make the right decisions and play the right style of defense and think the game appropriately. And then you also got to be able to make plays. And most importantly, I'm going to pause here for dramatic effect because this is probably the most important thing. Once you do that, once you play appropriately play smart defense don't try to do too much play good solid team defense once you defeat your block get into the right place get in appropriate position win your matchup then you have to tackle this running back well (laughs) you have to wrap him up and bring him to the ground you don't try to strip the football from him you don't try to arm tackle him you grab him (laughs) You grab him around the waist, around the the thigh area, and you squeeze and you bring him down because if you don't, if you do not tackle this running back with fundamentally sound tackling, if you try to arm tackle him, shoulder hit him, knock him to the ground, he's going to break the tackle, he's going to make you miss, he is going to make you look so foolish, and then he's going to run 70 yards for a touchdown. That's what he can do. He can break tackles and go. He is powerful. He is quick. And he is on the four by 100 meter team on the track team. He's fast. He's really fast. So that's what you got to do to stop this Wisconsin run game. You got to play smart team defense, do your specific assignment, not try to do too much. You got to be able to win your matchups. And then you got to be able to tackle really well. And Against this type of team, that's really hard to do. That's really hard for a lot of teams to do. But I think Michigan State has the talent and the smarts, the experience, and the scheme to do it. Mark D'Antonio's defense literally built to stop this type of offense. It's evolved. It's got different principles. It's become more fit to modern things. But at the end of the day... They want to run 4-3, bring a safety into the box, and let's friggin' bash heads. We're going to beat you inside this little phone booth, and you're going to run for one yard a carry the entire game. That's what it's designed for. And I think they have a good chance to do it. I think, you know, Wisconsin has a good line. They're not as good as Ohio State's. I don't think they're returning only one starter um, it's their center. He's a really good player, but they lost some guys to the NFL. They're breaking in new players. Michigan State has a ton of experience in that front. Despite what happened last week, I think they're still really talented. I still think Raquan Williams and Mike Panashuk are great tackles. I still think Kenny Wilkes, despite maybe not filling it up in the tackles for loss department so far this year, is someone who can wreak havoc in a game like this. Like, they're not going to be optioning off of Kenny Willekes, I don't think. Uh, a lot of teams have been doing that this year. They've been doing things to try to avoid 48 in the run game. I don't think Wisconsin's going to do much of that. They're going to try to block them 
and he's going to have to make some plays, and I think he can make some plays. I think Joe Bocci was built in a lab to play in this type of football game. Antoine Simmons and Tyreek Thompson both can be great in run support. Um, David Dowell, Xavier Henderson are both safeties who get down downhill, especially Henderson. I've been really impressed with the way he gets to the line of scrimmage and makes plays. Michigan State is tooled to stop this run game. Then, after that, becomes simple. I'll tell you why here in just a minute. Okay, so you get the run game stopped. Then what? Well, you've got a relatively inexperienced passer, someone who has yet to throw a football with pressure (laughs) on the line. Well, I guess he had some against Northwestern, but that was... Uh, by far his worst game of the season. Northwestern stopped uh, Wisconsin's run game pretty good. They did a pretty good job. Uh, Wisconsin was still kind of trying to grind it out there, and Jack Cohn had his worst game. Um, I watched some of that. He, I mean, I've watched a couple of their games, but, you know, in third and eight, that's a really hard spot for Wisconsin. Um, what happens a lot is Jack Cohn will drop back to pass. He will look downfield for a half a second and then he'll check it down he does a lot of checking down um the two games that I watch I didn't watch full games but I watch good chunks of the Michigan game and the uh the the Northwestern game for Wisconsin I literally didn't see Jack Cohn one time complete a ball that traveled in the air past the first down marker I saw him throw a couple of balls down the field past the first down marker saw him throw deep one time uh, and it should have been picked off, but I, I didn't see him complete a ball in the air that traveled beyond the first down marker. <laughs> like it's third and eight. He's throwing it three yards and they're trying to get five yards after the catch. That's what they do. And so you do have to tackle solidly there. And that's something that Michigan state hasn't been great with the last couple of weeks, but the skill talent on this team, Cephas is a good player. Other than that, in terms of pass catchers, there's not much. There's really not much. Uh, it's not a dynamic passing game. Um, Cephas is their leading receiver. Or Quintez Cephas is their leading receiver with 17 catches. 17. That's three a game. <laughs> uh, 263 yards for him. Uh, Jake Ferguson has 100 yards. Kendrick Pryor has 100 yards. A.J. Taylor is their number two receiver. He's got 138 yards on 14 catches. It's just... Uh, a flat horizontal passing game. And if Michigan state can get Wisconsin into third and long situations, uh, they're going to be able to get after Taylor or after uh, cone. They're going to be able to throw blitzes at him. They'll be able to get home with some of those. He's not uh, a great thrower under pressure. He's not a dynamic presence at quarterback. He is just game managing the hell out of every football game he's playing in. Um, yeah, they lit up Central down the field a little bit. A little bit difference uh, between the Central Michigan defense and the Michigan State defense. All due respect to the the chips listening out there, fire up. A uh, little bit different animal there for Wisconsin to uh, to tackle. So that's sort of the formula. You play really sound run defense. You make it really hard on Jonathan Taylor. You make them grind it out 12, 15 play drives. um, And you make Jack Cohn throw the ball in big spots, have to complete the ball downfield. 
and you can shut down this Wisconsin defense. Um, they're good. There's a reason they're they're undefeated. There's a reason they're lighting teams up. It's because it's one thing to say all this stuff, like, here's how you stop it. Whole other animal to actually stopping it. And Taylor could be, I mean, Melvin Gordon was a really good player. Money Ball was, was solid. Taylor might be the, the best Wisconsin running back that they've had there in a long time, at least in sort of this modern iteration of Wisconsin. Uh, he's really good. And so if he gets some space and gets things going, um, he can break big ones and it can be uh, a, a quick strike Wisconsin offense on the ground. Uh, and that's not what you want to happen if you are Michigan State. So spend a lot of time on that side of the ball because I think that's going to be what dictates this game. On the other side of the ball, Wisconsin is uh, just a solid defense. They are aggressive. They do like to blitz. Their top three sack guys are all linebackers. Um, none of their rush ends or, or any D tackles or anything like that really get after the quarterback much. Uh, I think one of their DNs has two sacks, but like uh, the linebackers are the guys who are making plays in the backfield. Uh, Zach Bond has six sacks. Chris Orr has four sacks. And then uh, Jack Sanborn has three. Those are the linebackers. Most tackles on the team as well. Uh, each of them has a, a decent amount of tackles for a loss. That's where their playmakers come from. Uh, they like to do this thing where they'll stack five guys on the line. Uh, you know, a few down linemen and then some stand-up linebackers. And they'll throw some blitzes with them. And then they'll drop them out in coverage. Um you know, Wisconsin has, uh, at least from what I've seen, played a lot of man. They always kind of keep a, a single high safety, and they'll do some late rotating with these safeties. They'll have two, and one will rotate down kind of around the snap, and it's usually dictated by strength and alignment. So that's something that can be read by a smart quarterback, and I think Brian Lewerke will be able to figure some of that out. They don't throw a, a ton of looks at you. Um, they play, if you're in spread, if you are in 11 uh, personnel with three wide receivers. They play nickel. They they, they do a four two. Um, they run. I mean, it's it's I guess technically a three four, but they run a lot of four fronts. Um, they're good, sound, fundamentally solid. Um, you kind of have to. I don't know, like you you have to be efficient against them and be consistent and that's something that concerns me a bit because of Michigan State's propensity to shoot themselves in the foot. Like Wisconsin's not a team that gives up big plays pretty much. You kind of got to grind it out uh against them, but I think there are ways that they can. Um I think in the past game Michigan State will be able to get some guys open. Northwestern was getting guys open. It's man defense a lot, like I said single high safety playing man defense. Um you know, I like Michigan State skill guys' chances uh, against some of Wisconsin's guys. Like I said, Northwestern's players were getting open, um, and I think that bodes well for Michigan State in the pass game. They're going to have to hit some big plays. In the run game, it's going to be interesting because I oh got Northwestern, like the play calling and the play of Hunter Johnson, their quarterback that game, was just not great. There were a lot of chances where North, where Northwestern would run a zone read and they'd make the wrong read, give the ball when you're supposed to keep it, keep it when you're supposed to give it, and plays were there to be made. And schematically, I think Wisconsin matches up better when there are two tight ends on the field. When you're going more spread, when you're in 11, uh, I think that favors the offense. You just kind of got to execute. Um, there's going to be room. Like, they'll keep six guys in the box when Michigan State's in 11, and 
if Michigan State is using these spread formations and running zone read, which they've done a ton at, and they're getting really good at it. I know it's like felt like they didn't do anything right against Ohio State, but they were ripping off seven yard plays, 13 yard plays, five yards against Ohio State in the zone read game. And I think that's going to be something where they're going to be able to find some room against Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin is going to be watching film and know that Michigan State really likes to run these inside zone reads. And so I think to counter that, they'll do some things, but Michigan State can run inverted veer. Uh, They can run these counter plays, uh, which, you know, if if Wisconsin is selling out and overcommitting, I'm not going to get into the minutiae of it, but basically you kicking out a linebacker outside and then sort of it's like a a stunt almost you could think of it that way a stunt with a linebacker involved that helps stop zone read if they're doing that counter works against that and so Michigan State will have counter punches to these things and I think just given I don't know they're good but they're not anything special there's no Chase Young on this defense the linebackers I don't think are as good as Ohio State's I don't think the D tackles are as good Uh, Northwestern's front moved them a little bit at times but again they're just not making sound plays from the quarterback and the running backs were were doing all right, getting some things done for Northwestern. Uh, Same goes for Michigan, uh, although the quarterback play was was really subpar in that game and and Michigan's game plan was strange. Basically, if if you're Michigan State and you're running your zone read stuff, there's going to be plays. I really think they're going to be able to get some plays out of it and they're going to be able to use all their sort of constraints off of these, their counters, their inside zones, their inside zone read, uh, the play action game that they have going off of that. I think they're going to be able to get it going. And it will be tough sledding. Michigan State's going to have drives where they make mistakes and kill drives. We just know it's going to happen. But they should, in theory, be able to piece together three or four drives against this Wisconsin defense. And if the Michigan State defense is doing their job and can hold Wisconsin to 17 points, something around there, which I think based on matchup, is a realistic goal for this. I think Michigan State's offense can get to 20, can get to 21. I think it sets up pretty well for Michigan State to be able to at least keep this thing close. Um, I guess Wisconsin could really get the run game going and Taylor could break a couple big plays. Michigan State has given up some big plays on the ground this year. But given the lack of a threat in the passing game and the lack of a threat of the quarterback run. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Jonathan Taylor, and I think it's going to be tough for him to really bust some big plays. So um, I think this game will be somewhat of a rock fight. Field position is going to matter, and that certainly favors Michigan State, given how bad Wisconsin special teams have been. I think the quarterback for Michigan State is playing really well, and the quarterback for Wisconsin flatly is a liability. Um the run game for Wisconsin is good, but matches up well with Michigan State's defense. And I think Michigan State's defense um, is in a prime spot to rebound. Uh, asking them to rebound against Ohio State is tough. You saw what it looked like when they did play well there. They were absolutely dynamic and crazy. And I think this Wisconsin team matches up so much better for this defense. And it will be a more physical game, a rougher game, a game that you're really glad you got a bye week after. Um, but there's, there's just a, a total difference in athleticism, huge drop from Ohio state to Wisconsin, huge drop in just overall talent and huge drop in amounts of threats 
offensively on the field. And so I think Michigan State's defense can really uh, hang in there and do a good job. And I think the offense will be able to put together a few drives. And as long as they keep the mistakes to a decent level, they don't even have to be clean. They don't even, if they're like, if Michigan State plays a really clean offensive game and it gets 31, which they absolutely can do if they play a clean game, like this thing's over, but they're not going to do that. We, we know they're not going to do that. Um, but if they're relatively clean and can get into the twenties, then Michigan State can absolutely win this game. If they're sloppy again, if Wisconsin's able to churn out yards on the ground, Michigan State's not playing fundamentally sound defense and they're making tackles seven, eight yards down the field instead of near the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Wisconsin can get to the mid-20s in this game for sure. Uh, Michigan State can get stuck at 10, 13, something like that. And Wisconsin will be able to kind of keep Michigan State at bay uh, and win this one somewhat comfortably. Uh, Spreads 10 for a reason. Uh, That reason is because Wisconsin is a better football team. They're not as talented as Michigan State. Um, I would argue the ceiling for Wisconsin isn't even higher than Michigan State's ceiling, Um, but Wisconsin hits their ceiling damn near every time they play, and Michigan State hits their ceiling six plays out of 70 in a game, and then the rest they are just oscillating between pretty good and terrible. So that's the main difference. Wisconsin is just not going to beat themselves. Michigan State has the ability to go out and beat them. They're just going to have to do it. And it's as simple as that sounds, that's that's the key to this thing. Michigan State racking up mistakes could be a long day. If they're playing clean, if they're moving the ball, playing solid, fundamental, good football, they can absolutely beat this Wisconsin team. All right, that is going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday, of course. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. Thanks so much to all my guests on the shows this week. We'll be back Monday with reaction to this game and what other interesting stuff comes up over the weekend. So we will see you then.